this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Dinkelberg. <laughs> How do you feel now? I can't move. You can't move. Why can't I move? You're paralyzed. Just like that day when you did nothing. You did nothing. Now... Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are discussing Jordan Peele's debut feature film, Get yeah. Out. Oh, I, I thought I was going to do it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Zach, give us the rundown. All right, guys. So, Get Out came out in 2017, directed by Jordan Peele. So there's a few characters in this film that like are definitely worth noting. Everybody pretty much like for the main cast is an important role in this, mm-hmm. except more so for Jeremy, but I'll put him in there. So your main character is Daniel Kalua, who plays Chris Washington. You have Allison Williams who plays Rose Armitag. Armitage. Armitage. Armitage? I think so. All right. You have Lakeith Stanfield, who plays Andre slash Logan King. Mm-hmm. That'll come into play. That will come into play, oh, yes. You have Caleb Landry-Jones, who plays Jeremy, uh, Rose's brother. You have Bradley Whitford, who plays Dean, their father. Catherine Keener, who plays Missy, the mother. Yep. You have Betty Gabriel, who plays Georgina. And the only other one I put in was Lil Rel Howery, who plays Rod. Because Rod. Yeah, Walter really does, doesn't do much of anything, really, other yeah. than runs really scary at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, boy, I don't like that. Yeah. So if you don't know what Get Out is, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Because White people suck. Yeah. That's, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. Um, so it's basically about a, a, a couple who, um, you know, they're, they're dating for a few months and then she, and she's white and she has obviously white parents and she's dating a black guy and she's like, hey, we're, we're going to go to my parents' house and visit them. And immediately he's like, do they know I'm black? And she's like, why does that matter? And he's yeah. like, because I'm black. That kind of matters. Uh, is it's going to be like a weird thing? And they're like, and she's like, no, it's not going to be weird at all. And, and then get it becomes there, very weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> like right off the bat, pretty weird. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, I mean, and then it turns into a fucking horror show. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So first impression, Zach, since you've never seen it before? Um, weird. Strange. A little bit. Um, but did you enjoy it? I did. I enjoyed the, the last half of the film. I thought when it really got into like the horror element, yeah. because that's what I was going into this thinking. I was like, okay, this is this is going to be like a psychological thriller, mm-hmm. and I was waiting for it to build up to that point. And of course, like you need stories to like really set like the foundation, so you understand and yeah. you feel for the character. Yeah, I just felt like a lot of it in the beginning was just kind of like reiterating. Mm-hmm. And I will say this movie does have a very strong presence of racism in the world and that's that's one of 
the highest praises I can say for this film yeah. is Jordan Peele was able to make a film that really like pinpoints that like racism is still a thing in the world. Yeah. And it's just, even though we can kind of like sugarcoat it and be like, Oh no, racism is like starting to go away. Like there is a layer underneath the surface yeah. that is just boiling. Yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, the importance of this movie is staggering. I mean, mm. like this is a movie that kind of, needed to get made and i mean the stance and and what it is saying politically and about america is obvious and uh it needs to be said yeah um but at the core like at the end of the day like this movie got like so much like love because everybody was like this is amazing and it's good it is good i don't i don't because at the end of the day like yes he made a compelling film Mm -hmm. but there are some issues that i do have when you when you're talking strictly from like a filmmaking standpoint like pacing issues for sure absolutely Uh, and and there are some stereotypical kind of like oh jump scare oh music's really loud right now and nothing really is scary that's going on soundtrack was really odd soundtrack is a little weird i noticed it um in especially in the beginning where like uh, what's his name? Um, he's walking down the road and then he gets taken. Really yeah. cool opening shot. Yeah, absolutely. The music that's playing is really cool. And then it transitions into another song while like the credits are rolling and it's just like looking at the woods. And then it transitions into uh, in Childish, Cam- Childish yeah. Cambino, a third song, all within like what feels like a two minutes yeah and like there is no it just kind of like starts and then it's like okay that song's over now this start now this song starts and now that song's over now this song starts and it's just like all right that's weird <laughs> like I it's not you know it's not like the best i wouldn't say that it's edited like perfectly no and i will say too like a lot of the shots that he did while there are some really really nice shots in this film mm-hmm. you can definitely tell that this is a man's first film i agree with that there there's a lot of like wide open shots especially in the beginning mm-hmm. that are nice to look at but he's relying a lot on them yeah and a lot of like staggering of the camera i mean one of my favorite shots in this film is in the beginning when andre is taken and the way that he did set the camera like just high up enough that you can't see their faces yeah i thought that was a really good shot i do too i i kind of wish that it was all one continuous shot yeah because there is like there is a cut and then all of a sudden it's just a stationary shot and it's like way back and then you see like the full car and the body getting tossed in i almost feel like it would have been a little bit like strictly like from a directorial standpoint like i think it would have been a little bit better if it was all just one continuous shot and you keep it at that like base like you know waist chest level shot and then you see like the body get tossed in whatever and then like kind of like drive away or whatever whatever it may be um because like i yeah like that cut feels a little out of place and it's just like oh all right now we're Mm -hmm. back here now because like you that handheld like walking with them is cool yeah and i'm I'm with it and then it just like stops but yeah i agree like you can definitely tell that it's a first film Mm -hmm. but a very admirable yeah, first movie. Like um, really the performances in this movie, I think, are a major highlight. Absolutely, like Daniel, like he he is top notch in yeah. this film. Yeah, uh, specifically my my favorite. Uh, I, I wish I wish we got more of Jeremy because Jeremy yeah. is one of my favorite characters in the movie, and he doesn't get 
that much screen time, and I think he should. I think that he is so much more deserving. Like he has got this like the raw w- talent. Oh my god, he is so. Good. He's in a movie called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yes, and he's so, everything that, that that he's in is like he he always just gives it his all. And I mean, you could just tell that like there are so many layers to his character, and I really really wish Jordan like explored that more. Yeah, he's also um. Because it, it wasn't until, like, halfway through the film that I realized, like, oh, fuck, he's the one that took Andre yeah. in the beginning. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they don't outright say it, but, like, they kind of mention of, like, oh, you know, Jeremy's methods are a lot more, like, brute force than yeah. Rose's. Yeah. But the whole time I was, like, looking at him, I was like, where the fuck do I know him from? Mm-hmm. And I looked up his filmography, and the movie that I know him from is from X-Men First Class. He plays oh. Banshee. Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> he has... A loud breath that he can <laughs> use to fly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, Caleb is—he's really, really good as Jeremy. Yeah. Um, w- one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when Jeremy is sitting at the dinner table with them, and he's talking about like the MMA. Yeah, the MMA, and he's just talking about like he's like with your genetics and all that. Like mm. you know, he's like you could be a fucking beast. Yeah. Like he's just got he. he you know, I think I think uh, Caleb would be a really good Joker. I, don't I know. think I think he's got this like this like oft hingeness to him mm-hmm. that like that he can like compel on the screen that I think that he could actually be a really really good Joker. I'm trying to think. I think I don't so much think Joker. I do think he could play the character. I just don't know like if I could see him doing I see it. it. I see it. Zach. I'm trying to. I definitely think he could play like a really more like aggressive Riddler. Oh yeah, yeah, Riddler. Yeah, some some type of comic book character he should yeah. be. Um, and another performance that I really really want to highlight is uh, Bradley Whitford, who is the dean, the father. Yeah, really good. Like yeah, like really? playing this like really. I don't know how would you explain him. He's like a guy that he's is, very quirky. Yeah, like a quirky dad, but he's also just got this like really just like aggressive deep underneath like un- going underneath him. Yeah, and the way that he like tries to like. Um, break the awkwardness about like oh you know we have black servants and he and you know I could I could have voted for Obama for a third term and all that yeah. type of stuff like the way that he kind of has like the stereotypical kind of like dad jokes and stuff like that and but then also like can switch like at, at like the drop of a hat into like this really crazy neurosurgeon guy like you know like it's really really compelling i think he does a really really great job yeah i i absolutely agree like from the beginning i was like man this guy is quirky He's- and he hates deers just as much as i do <laughs> so really nice yeah. um i i think chris's performance in this mm-hmm. especially when he's being like hypnotized yeah and you just see the legitimate fear on his face yeah i mean i think i like obviously I think like his performance in this film is awesome. Yeah, like just he's British, he, by the way. Is he? Yeah, he re- awesome. he's super British. <laughs> oh, cool. But um, same thing. Like he he really like takes this role, and like you definitely for me, I I got behind him as a character. Like yeah. I really felt for him, and I was like, oh fuck, like I hope he gets out of here. Yeah, and that's why I was feeling tense the entire time. Mm-hmm. But like more so than anything, his facial features throughout this film speak thousands of words without saying or screaming anything yeah like just the way that he looks terrified yeah is exactly what you needed in a horror film yeah you know the first time that i watched this movie i i almost was like all right this is this because like his performance and like his character and like the the uncomfortableness that he feels Mm -hmm. 
in my when I when I first saw it, I was like, this is heightened to like mm-hmm. a degree in which I think is almost unrealistic. Because I mean, the way that the white people are portrayed in this movie are just not like the white people that I know at all. So like, I was just like, this like no like. I understand what Jordan's saying, and I understand like like how he's he's like trying to portray like how uncomfortable and out like how much of an outsider he feels, yeah. you know. But I was also just like, white people are just not like this. Like this doesn't make any sense to me. And then, mm-hmm. and then I started hanging out down, you know. I, I now like I go I, I often go out to like Westchester and stuff like that, like yeah. in in New York, and I go into like these these like literally like five to eight million dollar homes mm-hmm. and i see these people and they're exactly like that yeah you see and i'm it. like what the fuck i'm like, <laughs> I didn't hear, like what the hell's going on here so like now i'm like oh okay i get it like th- th- that is like a real real thing and i think that you know the way that you know when when he sees um uh what's his name the one that got captured uh, oh, Andre, when yeah, he becomes when, Logan when, King. When, yeah, when he sees Andre and he's like, oh, man, it's good to see another brother around here. And then like he turns around and then Andre's like, yes. <laughs> and, like, just like dead eye. Yeah, and I mean like – and the and the way that that's portrayed and like immediately it's just like, oh, man, like it's just not going to end well no, for and, anybody. And especially <laughs> too like when he takes the picture of him. Yeah. My God. And like you just see like the inkling of – Andre again and yeah. like the nosebleeds and he just rushes towards him and tells him to get out but not in like a pissed off way it's like a scared way it's a scared like warning him to get the fuck out of there yeah before it's too yeah. late so wait did you know like anything about this movie as to like where this movie like leads to like did you know about like the um like the trans like like the moving like using their bodies as vessels and stuff like that was that I didn't know that okay. part. I knew that there was like some hypnosis bullshit that was going on. Okay, yeah. And I knew that there was like some weird shit involving like Walter, Georgina and Andre. Yeah. I knew that that going into this film okay, I knew yeah. there was going to be some bullshit. Yeah. I did not know that white people are taking their brains and putting them inside of these people's brains. And then having their bodies, which then led me afterwards to wonder if the grandma and grandpa are Georgina and Walter. Yeah. Why are they doing maid work and lawn garden keeping then? Like, wouldn't they be the family? Like, why are they now taking care of the family? I, I... Look, I I agree. Again, like from a from a actual like film like standpoint, I think there are some issues, and I and I think that it's that there are some like weird things that are happening. I I don't know honestly. It, it's weird. Like you have the father who used to be like an athlete, like he was he was mm-hmm. at the Olympics and whatever, um, and you like when he's running, that's like him, you know, practicing to beat the guy that he like lost against over yeah. in the Olympics, and like I get that. But like it is weird that they made that they made it a choice to make them like houseworkers and why not just be mom and dad? Yeah, I, I, because then it's like so. I mean, Andre, I'm, I'm assuming was that older woman's husband, right? Who was like terminally ill or something yeah. like that. Like he's he's her husband. Yeah. In the film. Yeah. So why is it that Georgina mom and, and Walter are, are just 
house how, workers. Yeah, like, like it's it's the it's really a strange thing. And like you know, again, there are some issues, and mm-hmm. we can get into them now or later, or whatever. I guess we could do it now. Like another like issue that I have is like pretty much you know, pretty much from the start that Rod is going to be the hero. Like yeah, you know that like he is like. It's just one of those stereotypical things where it's like, oh, he's like the comedic relief, whatever. And then at the end, when everything comes like to like when everything is all said and done, he's going to show up at the end and be like, oh, I'm here. Which is weird and, like, because, you know like, that that's what's going to happen. And it does. It's, it's weird because like like you said, he is the comedic relief. Yeah. And that's a big point where in the beginning of the film, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like, give me give me some comedy. But like once we're in like the very last act, it's like. I don't need comedy from a horror film. Yeah. I think you're trying to blend too much into mm-hmm. here. And, like, I don't know if you... What ending you saw. Because, like, how I watched it, it gave me, like, both endings. There's, there's two different endings. Yes. Yeah. There's actually, like, a multitude of endings. There's, like, seven endings. Oh, fuck, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, which one? You saw the one where Rod shows up. I saw the one where Rod shows up, and then it was like, hey, stick around to the end, and you can see the original ending that would have been. Yeah. And I love that ending the so police. much. I love that ending so much more because at the end of the day, this is the whole film is a statement on racism. Yeah. And Jordan Peele even says, like, in an interview, too, it's like, this would have been like the gut punch to really wake people up yeah. and just show, like, look, cops show up. They see all of these people dead. They see just Chris. They're going to arrest him. Mm-hmm. You have then a system that, by technical terms, leans more towards, like, the rich white people. Mm-hmm. And Rod comes in and is like, no, man, like, I'm trying to fight for you. And Chris is like, give it up, man. It's been six months. Yeah. Like, you're not going to win this. Yeah. And just watching that and like hearing what Jordan Peele had to say about that ending. Yeah. I think that really would have been like the true ending yeah. to this film. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Jordan, I watched a few interviews. I uh, watched him at a director's round table in which, you know, he did like screenings of this movie. And that was like you said, the original ending. Mm-hmm. And he said that like, it was just too heavy of an ending where like the audience, like the audience, the audience needed something, a relief. Like they, they, they didn't like, they couldn't handle the the truth i guess in a in a weird uh, way and like, like i don't know in my opinion it's like you shouldn't be like okay yeah you like you need when you're making a movie the audience should be in mind like you need like you you want people to enjoy the film right you're trying to make uh, a movie f- so people go out and see it yeah but also if you're going to try to say something like fucking say it like yeah. you know what you know what i mean and like stand by it like okay like I understand that, like, look, at the end of the day, movies don't have to be lighthearted. Like, movies mm-hmm. don't have to have a happy ending. We've done plenty of movies where, like, it's just a sad, it's a sad ending. ending. Yeah, and, and, like, and I applaud directors that do that. Mm-hmm. And so I agree. I, I think that if they went with the with, with, with the original ending, I think that it, it would have just made a more powerful, impactful statement on what this film is really, really trying to say and what it's about. Yeah. I agree, Zach. Thank you, Frank. But back to positives. Yeah. Uh, fuck that deer. Fuck that deer. So actually, you said that your one of your favorite shots was getting thrown into the trunk, right? That's what you said? What? You said one of your favorite shots of the movie was when he was getting thrown into the trunk, Andre? 
in the beginning, the first shot oh, yeah, of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Your eyes are dark, dark like around. Like the deer is going into the <laughs> no, trunk? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah. My favorite shot of the movie is when Chris is in the chair and he's mm. like, and, he, and he's locked up and he's in the room where they're like gonna, you know, they're like prepping him for surgery basically. And it's like this really cool shot. I think it's going, I think it's panning down. Oh, of the, and it's no, like the, it's, it's panning, panning up, up and yeah, it's like, you see, yeah, head. yeah. And then it like, it show and, and it's beautiful because of like the symmetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very like Wes Anderson symmetry where everything is just like perfectly symmetrical and it's a beautiful, like just slow pan shot moving up. And then you see the deer and like all the, like the color grading is immaculate. Like it's beautiful. Like it's my favorite shot of the movie. Um, but yeah, so the hypnosis scenes mm-hmm. are great. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Like they're the, so, so good. The sunken place. Oh man awesome great camera work great shot yeah like i think especially to like when he's reaching up to try and get back to like the reality yeah yeah great shot yeah yeah because it it always looks like a tv screen yeah and it kind of like is reminiscent of like his childhood memory of like him watching tv and like knowing that his mom died and whatever and like him just like kind of accepting that she died but not wanting to like really acknowledge it like accepting that something was wrong but didn't want to actually acknowledge it well that's why i like the 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 alternate ending too where like he goes to jail because like when he's talking to rod he says i beat it yeah and he's talking about the fact that he didn't do anything for his mom when she passed away but he got over that fear by stopping to go back for georgina right even though it was a terrible idea but he ended up doing something to like stop that thought process in his mind yeah yeah and now he can move on with his life yep but uh, yeah, I mean, when I mean the mom is really good with like the teacup, and then she's like, yeah. she's like sink or whatever she says, yeah, and and he's just like, no, 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 and that like mm. it just like all that slow mo, and then he it looks like he's in like space. It's just like stars yeah. and stuff, especially too like when they're bringing him down to the basement and like he's looking and like it's very muffled and like you're only seeing a little bit. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, shot. yeah, it's really, really well, well done. And then I mean, I I do find the uh like the whole his relationship it seems so genuine and her acting again is also great like their their relationship as boyfriend and girlfriend if it's like oh wow you got you guys have only been dating for four months like it feels like they've been like just in love with each other and like and she like the way that she plays like defending him like when the cop pulls him over or not when the cop shows up for like the uh the deer that they hit yeah and and, uh, you know, just, like, like the, the amount of times that she, like, kind of just, like, comforts him and tells him, like, yo, my dad's being weird. Like, what the fuck is that shit about? And she's just, like, playing it off, like, so well that, that, that she's not a part of this. Yeah. And then at the end when she's, like, searching for her keys and she's, like... She, like for minutes, she's just like, oh, I don't know where they are. And then she's like, I can't give you my keys. Like, like we, I, my keys are right here. I can't give them. We both know this. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck. Right <laughs> like, he's like, shit, <laughs> here we go. But yeah, their relationship, I think, is really, really like, like in a weird way, like it's beautiful, but like it, that it turns into, but like, you know, yeah. like in the beginning when, when she, it just seems so genuine. And uh, I, I went into this knowing like she was going to be a part of yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, you kind of do. Um, but you know, for for people who like don't really watch like a bunch of movies or whatever it is, and like you and you don't really know like, you can't really like see like where characters are gonna go. I think that yeah. she you know, like their relationship is, it is definitely like a left turn when she's like, oh, I'm part of this all you know all of a sudden. Um, I I found it a little eh 
when like the door is open, like that door that's in the yeah. bedroom is like well, always who the fuck open. Open that door. And like, and why is like, it never being closed when you know that your photos are in there? Why would like, Georgina of- <laughs> like? If Georgina is the grandma and she wants to like make sure that this all goes into place. Yeah. Why wouldn't she just close just the, the little door? The door is just always open. Like, like who's it, leaving the little door open? <laughs> it's just something. And like, why would you keep the box full of all of your past boyfriends that reveal what's going on so easily? Like just right there, the top layer, like the first three photos are like, yeah. okay, okay. And then they're just right there. It's like, all right. Like they're again, not a perfect movie no, by any means. No, um, but it's still, I still liked it. But yeah, I mean, you know, when the surgery part happens, like yeah. when when when, uh, when he's watching like the little screen of like the the TV and like they have like the home video, that's really clever. Yes. I thought that was really cool because it's like this bright and like you know it's it, it feels like a feels like an old school like uh, what do you call it like a corporation video mm-hmm. for like like if you just got hired back in like yeah. the 80s kind of you know what <laughs> I mean? Come along, let's go for a yeah, walk. And it, it cuts to like the next scene. <laughs> yeah, it's like always just it's like super cheesy, but it's like done perfectly. Um, also very ironic a a blind art dealer well he it's genetic man he wasn't always blind no i know but but like that's irony yeah it is and i and i like that uh that when he um is talking to him because there's like the intercom system and he can talk to chris yeah and he's like he kind of is again exposition he's giving him the rundown of what's going on and and uh and he's kind of just I, I think he has a really, really cool line, though, where he's just like, you know, he's like, I don't really give a shit if you were black, white, yellow, green. He's like, that doesn't that doesn't matter to me. He's like, what I want is your eyes. Is your eyes. He's like, he's like, I want I want I, he says something like uh, he, wants, he, he says, I want your eye, man. Yeah. And then he's like, I want them things that you see out of or whatever. Yeah. And I thought that was like expertly creepy. Yeah, like it was done like really, really well. Yeah, because he kind of like leans in slightly yeah. and like just opens up his eyes, yeah. even though they're blind. How'd you feel about like, how'd you feel about the cotton in the ears? I thought that was smart. I thought that was, I thought that was a clever thought, little thing. Like I, I when I first watched it, I wasn't expecting that. Part of me was like, yeah, I, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. But when Jeremy was going to like untie him, I was like, of course he's gonna be awake. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, how did he get the cotton in his ears though? Because he, like he's tied. Up, so like no so and he can he remember he bites his wrist so like do you remember like do you not remember that no i remember so that like he bites when, his wrist. when his yeah so like when he's like t- uh, tied up like he gets all the way down to like his wrist and he's able to bite it so i mean if you're that far all oh, you gotta do, yeah, you gotta do yeah. is turn your your hand so yeah. that, that 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 makes sense um but yeah i mean jeremy's death is pretty badass when he fucking hit well his his Part one death when he gets hit yes. in the head with like the bocce ball or whatever that thing is. The father's death though. Oh man, <laughs> that deer head comes back into play. <laughs> yeah, I mean when he charges at him with that deer head and he goes like through his throat. I mean, ugh, that's a. And he walks back into like the operating table for yeah. a second. And yeah, man, that's a that's a that's a harsh death, man. Mm-hmm. Well deserving though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well deserved death. I don't remember how does the mom die. I forget. Um, he just. Whoa, so she, like, stabs him in the hand with, oh, like, right. a knife, yeah. and then he kind of just takes the hand and turns it and stabs her in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, they didn't show that, and I was like, would have been just to show him. Yeah. Because she kind of, like, brought all of this upon him, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, man, I mean, look, overall, I think Get Out, I think Get Out is a superior movie to us. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. I, I mean, mean it, maybe we should do, uh, maybe, maybe we should start a segment about movies that we don't like and like maybe like oh like these movies we could do a whole uh, thing on like bad movies we could do like 
how we did with Samurai Cop where it's like forcefully bad. Forcefully bad or like unintentionally bad or like even like a subgenre of like movies that like are trying is, to be good but is, not well, like, good. Or like almost like unanimously like agreed upon like hey like this is a good movie and then we watch them and we're like what the fuck this movie is not that good. And yeah, these put are Melancholy the in there. Movie's trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I like Get Out. I think it's an admirable first attempt yeah. and I will continue to see Jordan Peele's Movies. I'm excited to I see think, where he goes. I think that he can develop more. Us again is a movie that I did. I like the first half. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the second half. So um, yeah, you know. Overall, but I, overall, I mean, overall, Get Out I think is a solid uh, debut yeah, for absolutely. for a director, and obviously he has like something to say, and uh, yeah. So That's it's it. it's a fun time. I liked it. Yeah, Frank, uh, you got a recommendation? I do. Oh. So I like narrative pieces, uh, and that goes into my music choices. Mm-hmm. So, something that it's a it's a hip hop trio. You may you you may know them as DMX? Uh, you, no, you may oh. know it as uh rap music. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's uh, a trio. Only one of them does like vocals though. The other two I think are just like kind of producers and they just kind of like make the beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and they're called Clipping. Okay. Now, Clipping, the the lead guy's name is David David uh, Diggs or something I don't know Something David And he I guess he writes I think he writes all of it And um, He basically went on you, you remember Hamilton Like the Broadway play Yeah absolutely. Yeah so like He was in Hamilton And then I guess Hamilton Like okay we're, They're not doing Hamilton anymore And then he came back And then he made like His like his next album mm-hmm. And you could tell that like Being on like the stage And like being a part of This uh, This This uh, You know Play mm-hmm. Really kind of influenced his next album because it's a concept album about uh, a guy out in space that over the tracks is like developing like space madness and like he starts going insane and crazy and it's called splendor and misery uh that's the that's the name of the album and uh it's a great great hip-hop album i mean again if you really really like like narrative pieces Mm -hmm. i mean the beats are really cool the beats are interesting because they they, none of them actually know how to like how to like really produce and like create beats so they're like okay we need we need like a drum sound but we don't know how to play drums so they're like all right let's go take a like a metal garbage can and like go throw it down a staircase (laughs) and we'll record that audio and then we'll loop it or whatever and like that'll be like our drums for like the so like they're really interesting and really unique that's um, cool kind of industrial um, but yeah, so I highly recommend Splendor and Misery by Clipping. I feel like you've shown me them before. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to check them out. Yeah, I, they, I highly, cool. they, they are. They're really interesting. Splendor and Misery is a really, really cool album. Hey, Zach, what's the next movie that we're going to be doing? Frank, we're going to be doing <laughs> Locke. Oh. With Tom Hardy. Oh, I'm so happy that you cho- Have you seen it? No, but I've seen oh, like a bunch of stuff about I'm it. I'm so happy that you recommend it. I'm very interested I in it. I love Locke. Awesome. It is so good. I know that it's just Tom Hardy in a, car. in a car, and I think that'll be really cool. It's a great, great movie. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Sweet. All right. And that's it, guys. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, behold the coagula. <laughs>